Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Power, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. And StarCharge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. I'm your host, Francie, and today I'm joined by Kyle. We recently got back from Chicago, the Chicago Auto Show, where we got to check out, oh my gosh, all the new things in the electric vehicle world. Wait, just kidding. There's not that many new things, actually. But we did see some things that are probably upcoming, and one of those was the Cadillac Escalade IQ, which... We covered a really long time ago, one of my first podcasts, so don't go watch that. But uh, yeah, we we can talk about this. And it's interesting because I think we might have expected a little bit more about this. So let's dive into the details of the Cadillac Escalade IQ. Kyle, what do we know about this big old EV? Well, I, I'm really excited about it personally. I've been an Escalade fan my whole life. Uh, you know, we, my parents used to own them. I love that suburban, you know, Yukon, Escalade, uh, you know, ESV, the, the big long wheelbase GMT models. And so I, for me, it feels like it's a part of like, I've always, at least growing up, we always had a suburban or suburban variant, which would either be the GMC one or the, the Escalade ESV. So it's a vehicle that I've followed very closely. We've also had a friend of mine who goes by Tom Suburbs, right? The, he's suburban. the suburban lover. Yeah. 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 And, uh, he and I always have a good time talking because I'm a suburban enthusiast. So here we have the first big full-size electric SUV from General Motors launching. Launching under the Cadillac, I'm sure it will come down to a Yukon EV and then a Tahoe or suburban EV at some point in the future. And uh, I think I'm more excited about this vehicle than almost any other EV to launch, personally. Really? Because what about the Hummer EV? 
yeah, Hummer EV is awesome, but it's like awesomely inefficient and crazy and a little bit out there. I feel like the Hummer's always been built, at least since H2, uh, on sort of a derivative of a, a another chassis. So like H2 was built on a Tahoe chassis, pretty much. And uh, there were some adaptations, of course. But they've always been a, like smaller, more of a, a design element, more of a showpiece. You know, it's for the Miami CrossFitters to get out of. But but Escalades and more so Tahoe Suburban is for like, you know, the common American to, you know, basically throw the family as a kid hauler. I, there's so many people that I, I would say America runs on Suburbans because the, how else are you going to get your kids, your dogs and all your crap across this country? That's what it's built for. And and at least in the Suburban, not that we're talking Escalade, but the Suburban is the longest running nameplate of any vehicle in automotive history, uh, wow. which is pretty cool. So that love is that. really cool. Always been a so, fan. Always will. I can see why you would be excited about this for a couple of reasons, especially when it comes to EVs. And I'd love for you to get into the specs and everything, but there's a lot of space, right? And batteries, when we think of battery efficiency and what we can do, of course, we want more efficient batteries that are smaller. But we're not exactly there yet with the battery chemistry and technology that we have. Of course, this would be very useful. We've talked about the EV9 on the podcast before. Three-row SUV, all the room for the family, like you're saying. So tell me more about what we can expect from the Cadillac IQ when it finally goes into production. Well, Escalade IQ is going to be ultra-luxury at least in the top spec models, $175,000 for the top spec one. I think it's called the executive trim or something like that. And, and that's executive. not going to be the one everyone's going to go for. That's going to be, you know, the initial run of 24 inch wheels, all the content, the biggest battery, 700 horsepower, something would be my guess. And, and maybe that's already been announced, but you know, at least it's going to have the big 240 kilowatt hour gross, 214 kilowatt hour usable plus or minus on the battery pack. And, um, you know, so it's going to have the big, it's got, it's a Hummer EV, essentially. It's a Silverado EV. It's a Hummer EV. It's on that big Ultium platform, of course, fit to size. Uh, and it's going to be a three row and, and the current Escalade IQ kind of blends the length of the Tahoe and the Suburban or the regular Escalade and the Escalade ESV. So you have pretty much a shorter wheelbase, but a lot more interior space because there's no big combustion engine in this one. It has a front trunk. Yeah, 450 miles of range estimated. I think it's going to come in higher than that, maybe 475 to 500. Um, really? Just They're going to under-promise and over-perform, you think? Yeah, I do, because uh, the Silverado EV, which I'm guessing is less efficient than this, also has 450 miles of range. But, you know, who knows? Either way, you got more than enough range. You're going to have 375 kilowatt peak charging speeds. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be very expensive. So there's a whole bunch of different trims, a whole bunch of different models, just like, you know, Lyric and other GM products. But what I can say is, this will be the first, like I mentioned, ultra-luxury electric SUV. Range Rover EV will be coming, uh, but even that's not going to be up there in this category. It might be. I guess Range Rovers and Escalades have always been cross-shopped, but my guess is this is going to be bigger, badder, beefier, and uh, a lot of people aren't going to like it, to be totally honest. A lot of people don't like Escalades because they're rowdy. They're huge. I, I've just been driving the Escalade V not too long ago, and that thing is... 
insane supercharged v8 it screams it's so inefficient and bad for the environment it's so fun and enjoyable and you know it's just it's just big and brawny and that's what this is going to be as well but then there's some cool interior tech it's going to have a banging akg sound system in it and so like like you mentioned francie you've already done a deep dive on all of the released specs but uh you and i had the first opportunity to really see this vehicle up close and after seeing it up close, I'm now more convinced on the direction of this vehicle than before. Early on, I thought they should have just taken the already, I think, fantastic-looking Escalade that fits everything an Escalade should be of the current generation and slapped a battery in that one. It's already, I was like, mm-hmm. it's already going to need a big battery. It's already going to be inefficient. Why change the looks? Why do all that? Keep the regular body style. But seeing it in person, this is a different character, it's a different flair, and it's exciting. It's a new direction for Cadillac and Escalade, uh, which I'm not sure if it is true, but I believe Escalade has to be the most profitable or at least the highest volume Cadillac. It's definitely the most desirable Cadillac on the market today. And I think that's not going to change with this one. I think you're going to see movie stars, you're going to see mafia dudes, CrossFit, everyone. You know, All of New York (laughs) City is going to be jamming with these things, and it's going to be great. What I'm more even excited about after seeing this in person is for the more mundane ones or the more attainable versions, which would be whatever Tahoe or Suburban Electric comes or whatever GMC Yukon or Yukon XL EV comes down the line. Because we need seven-passenger, full-size electric vehicles that you can put the dogs, the kids, the family, the roof box, the trailer on and live your life. And we need big batteries today because you don't, want to have to compromise for your vehicle. You want your vehicle to do everything. And if you have a big enough battery and fast enough charging and access now to Tesla supercharger network, what more could you really want, to be honest? What? All right. A quick break from today's episode to thank our sponsors, Climate Exchange, for sponsoring today's video. I am excited to share this basically dream of mine for you to possibly win a fully customized electric vehicle while supporting a nonprofit working on climate policy. This is Climate Exchange's eighth raffle, and there's less than a month left to enter, so definitely hop on this. Other online raffles might give you a few vehicle options, but nowhere close to this one. Their grand prize winner can choose any fully customized EV worth up to $112,000. This is the price of a fully loaded Tesla Model X Plaid. So if a car on our show, any of the out-of-spec channels has caught your eye, now is your chance to drive home in it. Plus, they make the process really easy. They cover all the taxes, they pay for home charging, and they'll work with you to design and order your dream car. Plus, they also have cash prizes, so you can take home possibly two, three, five, or $10,000. Tickets have sold out for the past three years, so definitely don't miss out on getting yours right away. No matter what, your purchase is going towards a great cause. Climate Exchange is a nonprofit, and they're working very hard to help states pass policies that fight climate change, something that I take very seriously. That's the whole reason they're running this raffle. They know that EVs play a key role in reducing pollution, and the proceeds from this raffle help fund their important work. You can buy tickets at www.carbonraffle.org or just go to the show notes and click the link in the description. Sales end on February 27th, and the winners will be drawn on February 29th. And now back to the show. What was your impression? How did we see it lay it out? You know, everything we did with this in Chicago. Right. So we were at the Chicago Auto Show for the media days. So not when the public was there. And there was one room where they had mini EVs on display for media to interact with. This was one of the only ones that we actually was no touch. 
So we weren't allowed to touch, but we could look closely. And it was the executive trim. So it had that those captain seats in the second row with the console in the middle with the screen. You know, it did look executive. And so that was interesting that we were able to look and not touch because... Well, annoying, I would say. Not interesting. It, annoying. Well, yeah, that's a, it's a euphemism for annoying, sure. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, we, we couldn't interact with it, which, yeah, why do you think that they did that? I mean, I know it's not going into production, right, until 2026? Is that 2025? No, uh, the dude that was with the vehicle said this summer. This summer, so it'll go into production this summer. Okay. And it'll be built so, at uh, Factory Zero. I'm just going off what the guy on the floor said. We we have to confirm all that, of course. That but right. I'm I'm yeah. fairly certain it's uh, this summer. And we've already seen the test mules out, spy photos of them. We just saw one at a supercharger in Ypsilanti, Michigan, uh, that was doing uh, interoperability testing with Magic Dock. That was cool to see the spy photos. So, so I think we're close. Cool. Yeah, and to be able to see this, and because, of course, when they come out with the first specs and the promises of what they are going to produce, that's one thing. You know, we we will take what we actually get, right, what's actually available to consumers. But seeing this on the floor seems to be convincing to you that they're on the right path, as you were saying. So the model they had on the floor wasn't even an EXVIN, which is typically like experimental or sort of hand-ish built vehicle. It was an XVIN, which means Mm. like this was a completely hand-built example um, that no one can sit in. And so, you know, it costs them, I don't know, half a million to a million dollars to put these things together would be my guess. I, I don't know what, what it that? is, but, you know, it's it's one of those hand-built very early, just a show car. But everything is somewhat functional to the end, you know, in terms of screens. But I noticed that none of the leather was wrinkled. It was so perfect. And so then I was like, oh, no one's ever sat in this thing. <laughs> but I didn't know that. And I didn't actually get in trouble, but I opened the charge port on it just to see if it had NACs. It had CCS. Um, but that was before someone said, like, don't touch it. So no one saw me do that, but I'm just admitting to it now. There was no sign. I just walked up to it and hit the charge port. Um, so sorry, Cadillac, but I uh, didn't damage anything. It's all good. And uh, had a CCS port in there. Should have 80 amp onboard charging, 350 plus kilowatt charging, of course. Um, yeah, so t- so 19.2 kilowatts uh, at least. That is for Lyric. But oh. Escalade IQ will have to get updated at some point. Yes. Um, so seeing it in person, like I mentioned, looked cool. I think people are going to be really happy with them who buy them. You have to be a certain type of person to roll in an Escalade. I'm more of the Chevy and GMC type personally, um, but I do love the size. I love the space. I personally love the screens. The AKG sound systems rip. I had it in that Escalade V. It was awesome. So, you know, there are reasons to upgrade. Super Cruise, uh, mm-hmm. great driver assistance system on pre-mapped highways is also good. To me, I... We have a lot of viewers of this podcast that are very efficiency-minded, that like to see, like you, Francie, I would say, lower-cost EVs that are more attainable with the smallest battery possible with the most efficiency. I agree. I daily drive my e-golf, which was three grand. I love that, 100%. But I also understand there's a side of the market that wants no compromise, has an open checkbook, and will write the check for whatever they need to do to get the vehicle that fits their needs, not their needs fitting into a vehicle, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, they don't want to live their life, uh, you know, strapped by their car's capabilities. They just want to 
not think about it and have a badass car. And that's what this is going to be. And it's going to yeah. be a high margin vehicle. I'm sure Cadillac will make it profitable at 175 grand. It better be high margin. And that will pay the way for the Tahoe suburban, whatever those will be. I hope to be more affordable. So seeing it in person looked great. The screens looked amazing. The sizing was right. Uh, I had concerns that it was going to be too small. I think, yeah, I still would prefer a long wheelbase, but Hey, I think it's, it's pretty good. And it's, you know, three times the price of our EV nine that I'm driving right now. But, um, I also think it's like three times the equipment and vehicle and everything. So I'm, <laughs> it is, I'm very yeah. pleased. It's a big vehicle. It's obviously an Escalade, which comes with the price tag. You're, you're right in that there should be, and I believe that there should be more affordable, uh, and equitable access to electric vehicles, but there are different markets to fulfill. And, you know, if you, I, if I was an executive being driven around, wouldn't mind being driven around in one of these Escalade IQs. Pretty cool. It was really cool to see it in person. It does look really nice. So I'm excited to, to the, see them mm -hmm, come onto the well, market. I was going to say to the viewers who are expecting a video on this, um, I, we, we won't film a full tour of a vehicle unless we can hit every button and do everything. So we're going to wait until we can get in as soon as possible when we have a functional unit with functional software, with functional blah, 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 that they say, hey, go film it for an hour or two. And I'm fine doing those studio you know, full tours. I like those quite a bit, actually, uh, because then when I get to the driving portion, we can just focus on the driving and I don't have a mm -hmm. three-hour long video at that point. So mm -hmm. um, I hope to be able to film one that's fully functional soon. It must be soon if they're starting production only in, you know, let's just say six months from now is what the guys on the floor were telling us. That's uh, pretty that, good, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully you I see that in the summer. Yeah. You know, you can chauffeur the, the out of spec team around in the back executive seats when you take yeah, the I don't, I don't know if the executive one will launch first. I'm not sure of the strategy there. I imagine they're going to start with the highest ones first. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think a lot of our viewers and even me, like there are the, I sometimes struggle to realize there are a lot of people that will spend a lot of money on cars. And uh, of course I spend a lot of money on cars, but I also, it's a business for us. Like we have to cover them, but I know P I have friends of mine who are just like new Escalade, 175 grand, write the check. That's awesome. And they're going to love it. So it's, it's not going to be a high volume vehicle that executive trim, but it's going to be really cool. And I kind of hope they have a huge depreciation curve. Cause I'd love to pick one of those up used and cheap one day, but mm -hmm. uh, you never know until that reaches market. Yeah. It's not unusual that Cadillac would not come out with, an affordable EV. They've, you know, they've offered Cadillac. the premium. Yeah, exactly. It's Cadillac. It goes along yeah. with the brand. So you can get a Bolt other... if you want an inexpensive EV. <laughs> you can. And they're coming back soon, aren't they, Kyle? Right. We got that wrong. And GM mm -hmm. emailed us about it and said, mm -hmm. you're wrong. We are bringing the Bolt back. Yes. So they so will be doing sorry. that. Sorry to anyone that we misled. I also will believe it when we see it, but they, we got it wrong. Yes, they are coming back with it. We, I just didn't know that they had announced a timeline for when that would happen. But apparently, yeah, they do. you know, it's just it's something we've spoken about on the batteries included podcast, and yeah, I th I heard that they were going to get an LFP upgrade. It was in the back of my head, but you know, GM and Chevy and and GMC and Cadillac, the whole group, it, they're not brands that we cover that closely. So I just need to take some time, refresh myself. 
I'm going to have a call with the Chevy guys and the GMC guys to be like, what exactly is going on there so that we can do a podcast? Maybe we should bring Nebula on. He knows a lot, like we mentioned. Mm -hmm. And just Mm -hmm. so we can get our audience up to speed on what's going on with the software issues, what's going on with the production issues, what's going on with Bolt, what's going on with Stop Sale, all these things. Where do these legacy automakers stand in their electric efforts, for sure. That would be great. I'd love I'd love a very thorough update so that we can all get on the same page because with yep. headlines like that flying around, you definitely want to have the right information, whether you're media, consumer, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So this was fun, Kyle. Yeah, the Chicago Auto Show was definitely a good time. I'm glad we got to see this in person. It is a luxurious option, future option. This was the main reason I went to the show. And I was so disappointed when I, I found out it was one you can't sit in. And I was ready to do full tour, Escalade IQ. I was ready to go. And nope, they said, you can't sit in it. I said, if I can't sit in it, I can't make a damn video with it. So yeah. we'll have to wait for another time, apparently. Yes, patience is key here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Out of Spec podcast. What do you think about the Escalade IQ? Are you, would you be one of those people Kyle was mentioning that's like, yeah, this is definitely... What I want to drive around. Are you a soccer mom? Maybe. This would be pretty ideal. <laughs> you know who it's for? It's for Out of Spec Dave 15 years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. I can see it. I can totally yep. see it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Just carting you around. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Out of Spec podcast. Thank you, Kyle, for coming on. We will see you all next time on the next episode. Have a tremendous day. Bye-bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.